Hi everybody, welcome back to the PTC podcast again. It's been ages since we've done our last uh, recording, but I'm here with Carlo Fuzzi Ferrero. <laughs> Almost. Ah, oh, close. Fuzier, Fuzier Ferrero. Carlo Fuzier Ferrero. Yeah. So Carlo is the latest and greatest addition to the team. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Carlo? Give yeah. us a give us a thirty second elevator pitch, and then we'll. Ooh, thirty seconds. Uh, so yes, um, my name's Carlo, and originally from the UK. A uh, little bit of a mixture of Italian in there as well, from from my dad's side. Uh, spent thirty years in the UK surfing, football, fitness. Um, then moved actually to the desert to Dubai about six years ago. Spent four years doing personal training, running aqua gyms. Um, generally everything around sort of fitness, a little bit of the surfing stuff. Then took a little trip over to Sri Lanka for a couple of years, set up a surf and fitness retreat, and then back uh, back to the desert about three months ago, joined in with uh, PTC with you guys, and uh, since then, yeah, it's been great. Just uh, getting back into some classes and some personal training. Has it been three months, yeah? Is it that long? Yeah, I think so, yeah. We should have done this probably a bit earlier. Um, so well, th- three months when I first got here, it was my brother's challenge. Oh really? Yeah. Row okay. and then yeah, yeah. So yeah, you are Sean Burgess's brother. Yep. Doppelganger look-alike. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To the. Yeah. You know, to the salad. Have you seen skin. Twins the movie? Also. Schwarzenegger and <laughs> DeVito. Also, he looks more Italian than you do. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. For the two of you, if you were yeah. to say, "Here's the paper." Yes. Yeah. 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 It's like, oh yeah, I can see Sean. Sean, you're Italian. Yeah. You're not Italian. Carlo, why is your name Carlo? Yeah. So that's that. Sean Burgess the. Um, world's fastest seven Emirates challenge runner and the man who has spent the longest on a rower in one 50-hour stint. Um, yeah, so you're a talented family. Uh, yeah, I think um, especially, well, saying that Sean's also got the academic side as well, but I, <laughs> I never had that. <laughs> so, But yeah, sports has been a, a big thing. My dad was a professional football player and... Um, uh, cycling as well, being from the north in the mountains in right. Italy, so those two were you know really important to him. I remember growing up squash, tennis, football, cycling, uh, you know anything that yeah me and him went and did. That's how we bonded actually, because he he's old school Italian didn't have a great deal else to talk about apart from watching football, playing football, and in sports. And my mum, she was still active. She she enjoyed gymnastics and did all that stuff as well. And so yeah, we were pretty lucky uh, growing up. Did you grow up in Italy or did you grow up in the UK? Yeah, uh, in the UK, almost in Italy. My mum flew into the airport in Bristol and I popped out literally from, from the airplane. Oh, really? Yeah. I was dead. I was technically dead when I was born. Really? Yeah, I had the umbilical cord wrapped around my neck. So sure. I wasn't breathing. I was, yeah. And I had to get a big ass slap. Wake me up. Is that how they do it? Yeah, back then. He just literally cut the cord. I was completely blue. And I just, sure. he just hung me upside down, just slapped me around a bit and then... Then I came back. Yeah, the breath of life. I'm pretty sure it says deceased on my birth certificate. I remember my mum telling me that when I was younger. Really? Yeah. And then Fuck revived that. or whatever it's called. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. So you've already de- but this dead. was a while ago, seventy nine. Yeah, but I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Unless I mean, they've changed the definition of what deceased means. Oh, I thought it? you meant how they how they brought me back with the ass slap. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure it. I don't know. No. I don't know what to say about that. Maybe yeah. that's the if, if anybody knows. Yeah, send a let, message. Yeah, let us know. Um, but yeah, so you're back from the dead. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's been good. <laughs> <laughs> um, good. So from there then you fast, you went into professional football, professional surfing? Yeah, football from literally when I could walk. Uh, my, my dad... Um, if he doesn't listen to this, kind of ruined his own career from becoming a bit of a bit of a boy. He was like, "Yes, I've made it," you know, top, oh, yeah. top level um, parties, clubs, that kind of thing. I think he neglected some training, from what I hear, uh, and then he did his uh, cartilage, right? And that was it. Yeah, back then that was it. That was it. Yeah. Now you just go boom, keyhole yeah. or whatever, and and probably be back playing in a month. But so yeah, and then I think he tried to live a lot of that through me. So I was, you know, it's like I said, as soon as I could walk, I was kicking a ball, playing football, football, football. I loved it. I did, and I still love it now, and I still play now. Um, but got to about 15, 16, I started to realize I'm not playing for me anymore. It was it was him, you know. And I couldn't, I couldn't also, I couldn't ever do well enough. 
you know, every game I'd have like good games. And the manager's like, great game. Other people, you know, good game. And he'd be like, do you remember that? That wasn't good. You know, you, yeah. shouldn't have, you shouldn't have let that ball go or whatever it was, or, you know, you should have passed it there instead of doing this. And I just got to my, I was sick of it. Uh, I was actually at Sheffield United playing for Sheffield United and I got offered a contract um, and I turned it down and walked away. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What I was so burnt out. I was so burnt out from it. What age were you? 18. That's a pretty mature decision at 18 not to just 18. take yeah. it, not to just go with the momentum. Yeah, yeah. I, do, I was, though, so unhappy. And I think b- because I was that age, I just started getting to the point of making my own mental decisions, you know, just realizing how unhappy I was. And also all my friends were going to Indonesia and sitting on tropical islands, you know, Drinking all your surfer shakes. friends. <laughs> mushroom shakes and surfing all day. And I was like, that sounds cool. I want to go do that. And I'd never had that because all my weekends, I was traveling for football. So growing up, I lost a lot of that. Um, I used to miss school on a Thursday afternoon. Not miss, I had permission. Um, travel to Reading on the train. Train that evening with Sheffield. They have had a school of excellence near Reading. That's where my dad lived. And then Friday again, and then Saturday was games, and then Sunday was light training, and then I travel back on Sunday to North Devon, and then start school again on Monday. So Monday to Thursday afternoon, and then I would go to my dad and train football, 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 football. So you surfed Monday to Thursday, then football yeah, Thursday sta- to I Sunday? Mean, as obviously we had breaks in the season and you know stuff, and some weekends, for whatever reason, you know, I just I, I wouldn't go, and yeah, surfing would be in the morning, early in the morning before school, um, and then I started working in a surf shop when I when I was fourteen during the summer because the football was finished at then, um, and then yeah, kind of that started really kicking in. I actually came into surfing fairly late. Um, I slid around on my gut for a while, yeah, on, on, a, on a bodyboard, which I don't tell people because I laugh at them now. The, the speed bumps gut sliders that those 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 ones but yeah so i didn't actually get into stand-up like proper surfing until i was about 15 i so mean it's still you still i still end up just bodyboarding on a surfboard trying yeah, to stand up yeah but a bit of bodyboarding bit of swimming yeah and a flop in the middle of it um but yeah so we're gonna have a bit of surfing involved in the explorers club stuff now yeah from now on yeah we had a couple of cool beach workouts uh, yeah, you mentioned as well, you did aqua gyms. Aqua gym. What does that involve? So it's, a mi- it's basically what we do, um, what we do now in the, in the in the Explorers Club for the beach workout. But it was, um, there was a couple of places, one down on the palm. And we would have uh, SUP boards that it were anchored. Is that in the Riva Hotel? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So I'd go there and run uh, like, a, like a class session. Um, but it was, yeah very much mixed between the land and, and the ocean so you know swimming out to the, the board getting up doing 10 squats on the board obviously the stability you know issues there with that and then diving off swimming back then bear crawling up to there then you know kettlebells and whatever and to, yeah sounds so like a lot who's going to those sessions uh to a lot of people yeah Indeed. every every di- every different type of person every different type every single different type but you know people who can swim can't swim people are into fitness the good thing is it's it it was and it still kind of is fairly new you know there isn't a lot of places that do that crossover i know crossfit has got into that more so now yeah with the swimming pool they're stuff. running out of la- ideas that are just keep yeah adding keep adding new it. bits in yeah but this was different because it wasn't just a swim it involved getting to a board climbing up on top of it sorting out your balance you know trying to do squats challenging yourself not only you know with that but just some people aren't used to the water so, um, you know, it was always safety. There was always people there, you know, lifeguard-wise. Obviously, you had to go through my lifeguard, beach lifeguard, since I was... So you got all the lifeguard quali- qualifications? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Since, again, since 16. Yeah. And it's kind of a thing when you when you grow up in a surfing place that the surf life-saving also comes with it. It's like just generally what you get into. Yeah. Um, and then being a surf coach as well, you have to be a qualified beach lifeguard. So you can take your own group anywhere and technically you're, you're covered you know have you ever had any had to use it uh, uh unfortunately yes really yeah 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 quite a few times in not within my not within my groups i will say not within my because i have a surf academy as well back in the uk and um any surf school i've ever been associated with or surf lesson safety for me is the main thing and i've never had anything serious serious but unfortunately just being in the ocean for so many years i've seen 
pretty much everything. I've had to deal with everything. Friends of ours who have snapped their spine and Fuck. You know, spinal rescues and unfortunately fatalities and sure. yeah, yeah, the lot, yeah. That's in the ocean, all of it in the ocean. Yeah, all in the ocean, yeah. That's heavy, yeah. I mean, it's, I suppose when you're a part of it and when, you, when you're around it, you are exposed to it much yeah. more. Yeah, I mean, it's it's part of the reason why I want to do this with the Explorers Club. You know, we we've spoken about it. The yeah. the uh, the sort of lifeguard training. Yeah, it's not just a gimmick. It's not just because it's fun. It's like, oh yeah, you know, I'm a lifeguard. It's teaching people skills that they can pass on to their kids and stuff. You know, unfortunately, I, I see it here as well. I mean, you know, I don't know if you want to keep this bit in there or not, but the amount of fatalities on public beach yeah is crazy. I mean, like you can imagine. I lived on Bondi literally on Bondi oh, Beach right, for about yeah. six months right yeah, yeah. and uh, they had a reality TV show at the same time Bondi Rescue yeah um, it was actually the season where I can't I don't know his real name but Sam was a kid actor in Home and Away way back in the 90s right he was a lifeguard so the actor the, the guy right. quit oh. acting now he's lifeguard on Bondi but um, yeah you'd see them shooting off you're just chilling out on the beach you'd see them sprinting past you'd see them getting on their quad bike yeah way up they had the thing called backpackers rip yeah so south bondi they had a like a, a head like a headland what, what do you call it a he headland yeah and uh backpackers rip used to take people from bondi out around the rip and into the next beach called tamarama yeah so and also at that end of the beach there was a massive hostel so all the sur all the tourists, backpackers, yeah, backpackers would come yeah. out, go down there, flap around, go out for a surf because there was surfing at that end as well, where yeah. the waves came in. Have you done? We've been to Bondi. Yeah. So um, is that where the natural, n not natural, but that pool is in the rocks? You know. Yeah. The so they've carved out a cement pool, and the yeah. the, the ocean water fills it fills and then it. sucks it out. Yeah. yeah. The, I can't remember the name of that place. Ra Ravi's? No. Anyway, Bondi Hotel, maybe some of those. But um, yeah, we saw. Not that we saw them, but we fatalities. But there was fatalities when we were there, and mm. it was loads. Mm. Like just tourists going in in their clothes, not coming back out. People being resuscitated because then you go home in that evening time. You put on Bondi Rescue, you know the TV show. Well, mm. six months later when the show airs, and it's the whole season that we were on the beach, yeah, just hanging out. There's loads of fatalities. It's almost just like a game of numbers. It's yeah, yeah. It's hardly. A, a, I don't know if it's a reflection of the quality of the safety it's just it's bound to happen yeah um yeah it's unfortunate i mean it's unfortunate that as well there's certain nations that get themselves in trouble because they don't grow up with the ocean and and they don't really understand it they don't understand how dangerous it is and that's what happens here on this beach it's generally the same two or three nationalities that oh the, the people who who you get themselves in trouble yeah you know they don't grow up yeah. swimming they don't grow up in the ocean they don't really understand waves, rips, currents, how dangerous it is. You know, they ignore the lifeguards. The lifeguards will whistle and say, you know, it's a red flag. You're not going in. They ignore it. And that's when they get themselves in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, it's rough. I mean, even on a, on a very separate uh, but similar thing. I remember speaking to cabin crew girls about certain nationalities would get on the plane. They don't have a clue how to, where, where to sit. You know, they don't have a clue what the ticket is. They don't have a clue how to use the bathroom because they're just fresh, literally fresh from their small little village. Yeah. Chucked yeah. on a spaceship traveling to a different planet. They land in Dubai. Yeah. Of course, people like that are going to end up on the beach. Yeah. See the beach for the first time. They've lived in some middle of the country population density, 10,000 10, per square meter, do you know? Yeah, yeah. They finally get to the ocean. They go have a look. They go get wet. And then the next thing, they're being dragged in and all their clothes being dragged under, like... Yeah. Because... Yeah, that's exactly... Yeah, exactly what... It's yeah. heavy, like, you can't... I mean, we did a lot of... We did go... To the, we did loads of swimming as a kid, just in the swimming pool once a week for t 15 years. Yeah. Um. But we went to the beach. Wasn't, I wasn't much of a beach baby. Like, mm. Dublin does have beaches... Um, pretty close if you want to, but it just wasn't a thing we did. Yeah. We'd go to the beach in the summer, once a summer, you know, just make sandcastles and stuff. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't much of an actual water, beach salt water used to really gets me. Here it's really salty. Really salty, yeah. Do you know why that is? It's a mixture. It's just salty anyway. Um, and then there's also, because of all the construction going on, like all the, all the sediment the islands the, and stuff yeah all the lime and 
everything from the concrete and all that um and also because of the heat so because the top layer of the water tends to burn off it leaves oh the sediment the, the, like salt, the salt in the ocean yeah so it's a combination of of, of all of that but yeah it's a, it's it's a naturally more salty ocean yeah it's know. way more salty because like you say you're just splashing around off uh off a boat at a boat party whatever the first time i jumped in i was like straight out of this never getting into this water yeah, again yeah. but if you go to the ocean in in ireland i also kind of put it down to maybe i don't know if this makes a difference but this the speed of the currents yeah where ireland is anyway yeah it's much faster so maybe the salt gets shifted around more. moves around yeah yeah, I don't know. No, th- yeah that that must come into it you know it's a pretty relaxed dead ocean here yeah it's just um, baby waves yeah, you know, there's not. It's actually, you, it's interesting. You don't, you don't get a proper swell because there isn't enough distance between the two land points. Oh, really? For it to be called a ground swell, it's a, it's purely a a storm a wind, wind swell. swell. Yeah, so it's not f- ever formed into a, a ground swell, which I think it's something like one thousand eight hundred kilometers. It has to travel to 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 be a really to be a. Uh, to be a ground swell I'll double check that yeah. But yeah something around there because I remember this before when I first moved here I checked the d- I was like geez there's no point that's long enough so there's and that's why things like the wave period and stuff when you look at the surf charts and things it never reaches you know the the, the seconds of the wave period never go up past about nine I think nine is the maximum it's ever been so Whereas what's nine nine seconds between each nine wave seconds between each each rise and drop out further out not the waves here on the beach but further out in the ocean they have wa- they have buoys every time that buoy rises to its highest peak and drops and the next time it rises okay so the swell is obviously going like you know yeah. like a camel's back like ooh. yeah and each point the, the time between those two points is the is the second the period wait. so so the uae has nine seconds maximum what's i don't think i've ever seen it above that what's north devon got can get up to 16 18 20 you know, so then what's the difference between the waves when they crash in North Devon and the waves here? So if if it's a proper ground swell, it'll be slightly more spaced out, the wave. Again, because the wave period is, is bigger. But it'll be a more organized swell. It's had. Imagine dropping a rock into a pond, into a small pond. It's only a meter uh, um, from, the, from the center. So the, the distance from the rock to the edge of the pond is a meter. All that energy will still be kind of angry when it hits the the the, the edge yeah. right if you have um if you have a a three meter pond yeah then that energy tends to relax and yeah. form into nice lines that'll then just lap onto the onto the edge of the the uh the pond right if it's three meters yeah i guess you so you, so you get me so <coughs> here the immediate, the immediate wave in the meter will be bigger than the immediate way uh, not necessarily size just the, the the shape the distance and the and the organization between those little ripples okay so if you drop it yeah two centimeters away from me where you drop it it's just splashing around yeah then as it moves further away it starts to calm it starts to organize it starts to space out you start to get those camelback humps, yeah. and then the further away it will just be this rolling really organized smooth lines okay and when they hit the beach they just go oh nice controlled breaking wave that rolls in right but with the UAE, because it's all windswell and angry storm windswell, never gets a chance to really get that okay. relaxed feel. Interesting. So it, it tends to always be the first day is windswell. So it's just like waves everywhere. You know, wind is just blowing waves in. The next day. What sound does it make? It makes this. <laughs> okay. Practice that for, for quite That a wasn't while. the microphone problem. That's the actual sound it makes. <laughs> it bit, actually, I just went outside. It's a bit windy. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, and then the next day tends to be a bit more relaxed because the wind's gone. The waves will be a bit smaller, but it will be cleaner. It will be more organized. And then the next day it tends to be smaller again and gone. So a ground swell also will, can last for three or four days, whereas the swells we get here tend to last a day, maybe two, unless it keeps pushing through another bit of storm, another bit of storm. So the only way to get waves here to surface is when there's a storm out to sea? Yeah, over, over like Saudi, up that way. And uh, how often is there storms? This time of year, there isn't really. There has right. been waves for a month. I'm going mad. I'm, really? I'm yeah. literally like twitchy. And um, yeah, I do get like that as well. I, do, I get really 
frustrated i get really like i have to go i know it sounds <laughs> hey man i've got to go surfing dude <laughs> but it's uh yeah i do get really frustrated especially seeing <laughs> waves around and all my friends in other places in indonesia at the moment and you know back in sri lanka and stuff um but so if you so if you if this got too much for you what would you do where would you go i'd have to go on a boat trip i'd have to go sit on a boat for two weeks and just go and surf four day every day 10 days maybe i'll get away with it so let's say now like it doesn't sw- swell for another four weeks and you go right i've got to go surfing three of your mates are ready to go yep what would you do what's the what's the plan oh man um depending on how much time i could get away from work yeah and well money. let's take a real that's like a real case like think yep. about it in your head like really really realistically how Maldives. you just go yeah probably the closest and easiest from here uh i mean sri lanka as well but unfortunately sri lanka is going through its its stuff and you know i've just lived there for two years so i'm i kind of yeah it'd be nice to go somewhere else i haven't been i haven't been back to indonesia for seven years six seven years uh where would you go in indonesia where's the spot boat trip around the the mentawais or mentawis yeah mentawa islands because of that then the, the skipper will then each day look at the chart and through the night when you're sleeping, he'll chug, 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 chug to, to the certain group of islands or the certain spot that he knows is going to be good because of the wind direction, the swell direction. You wake up and go, oh, no way. You know, How big would the waves be? Anywhere between three, four foot to ten foot. So what's like the what's the wave you could surf with your eyes closed? Yeah, four, four five foot. Yeah. Yeah, four, five foot, clean, barrels, right-hander, suits me. I'm, I'm a regular foot surfer so left foot forward yeah that would be all day yeah yeah it'd be hard to get out you get out because you literally you you're can't dying move anymore. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh, okay cool so uh, how far is that boat what did you say the mendes men menta- mentawise mentawise how but far I think is that it, a lot of people say the, the mentawise but i think it's pronounced the mentawise so if you get to jakarta how, how far are you from there um depending if you're whereabouts in in you know, north, south, or whatever, but only another probably four or five hours of travel. So yeah. Ferry, fast ferry. Yeah, like I said, depending on where the boat is, you might even jump on it, you know, uh, in Padang. Oh, so you just go, get on the boat. And then the boat goes... And that, that could be 200 kilometers. Yeah, normally within night like the time, then you'll be at wherever you need to be. Yeah, and yeah. It's, but it's not like he's just going around the other side of the island that you're living on. He's You're staying on the boat. Yes, yeah, yeah. You're staying on the boat and he's, oh, just, yeah, yeah. It's he's, just, he's just hunting the waves. You, you just stay on that boat for the whole time. Wow. Mm. And he just goes to where it is. Yeah. And you suppose you don't really care, you're there to surf. Yeah. So it's like whatever. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And then, so, yeah, I suppose then you could go to the local islands or whatever and hang out if you wanted, but... That's yeah i mean some of these you know some of these breaks are off an island that it, there's no one living on it it's just yeah a, a little island some are bigger islands w- where people do live on them you know um so yeah to, it, yeah some of them have got surf camps on the island that people go and stay on yeah but you can chug up and and there's now rules and stuff you know some boats aren't allowed to places before 10 a.m. because the land camp has a right. Right, okay. So they're people that are paying money to stay there. They don't yeah. get overcrowded and crowded out because these people on a boat technically can go off to somewhere else quite easily. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. I didn't know they did that, but yeah, I totally got it. We might look to do that one day, I don't know, when we all become super surfers with Carlos. Surf yeah, Club. I mean, we can we can do boat trips to Maldives, you know, to any type of way. It doesn't have to be a serious surfing wave there's all sorts of levels of wave that you can get to boat trips are pretty cool i need the waves that like you can just stand up on the board that's all i need. just take it yeah yeah again there's yeah that's easy because it there's places like that and and the wave just drifts off into a deep channel so if you fall off it's yeah. easy get your board back you just paddle off to the side paddle around you don't have to get hit by waves all the time getting through them you know and then you can just yeah get it's amazing how difficult the paddling is because well, when uh, you're watching surfing, it's just like yeah, you just you paddle <coughs> two or three splish, two or three splashes, yeah, and then you got to worry about the jumping up bit. Yeah, so through my whole surfing coaching, twenty five years, whatever it is now, um, learning about the body, fitness, you know, everything that I've I've got myself involved in, I realized that if I ask you a question, right, I'll ask you a question. 
you go for a surf for an hour and a half. How long in that hour and a half are you stood on your board? Zero for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but yeah, any other average uh, person. A beginner, intermediate. I'd say, I'd say less than two or three minutes. Yeah, so beginner, intermediate, whatever level you're at. So in an hour and a half, it's about a minute. Right. A minute and a half maximum. So um, a standard wave will be five to ten seconds, regardless of whether you're struggling to stand up yeah. and whatever, or whether you're standing up doing tricks. It's about five to ten seconds. Well, unless you go to a, a point break, which is longer, but that's a different style, you know. So generally, generally, it's about a minute and a half of that hour and a half. Right. What are you doing for for one hour, 28 and a half? Trying minutes? not to drown. Yeah. Paddling. I'm looking for my board. That's most yeah, of my time. That's it. So, you know, surfing should be called paddling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what you're doing, really. And that's what we should focus on because people can pop up. You know, people can pop up and you can adjust that on the land. You can video analysis. You can do a thing. But if you can't paddle and you don't get that right and you don't sort out your position, your paddling position and, and so on and so on, you can't catch more waves. You can't catch more waves, which then leads to progression. So, you know, forget all this. I see all these surf coaches out there going, yeah, yeah, do all this boso ball rotation, jumping, this, that, blah, blah. Your pop up's going to be, blah, 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 blah. you know, it's like, geez. You know, no, let's get this person comfortable with being in a back extension, lying yeah. on the front, and they're paddling correctly. First, let's let's do that. Let's give them a little bit of pop-up. Hey, you got your feet in knee-deep white water. Brilliant. Got that feeling. You love it. Good. That will just cut, you know, if you can't paddle and catch a wave, how are you going to get to do a pop-up? Yeah. You know, if, you, if you can't paddle and catch more than, you know, two waves in, in an hour because you're knackered, you know, when are you ever going to get to? So. And I would add to that, it's not about just being strong. No. Like it's not about cause no, not at all because I I can do whatever the pull ups you, you want me to do. Yeah. Do you know through yep. that same muscle Stop. group? Blah yep. blah blah. Yeah. It's not about that. It's it's not even about having the endurance. Like yeah. It's um. It's pure technique. There's some it's, yeah. There's something there's, else way more to it. Yeah. There's it's learning that it's not a paddle swim paddle stroke. So stop swimming. Stop reaching. So the biggest problem is people reach too far. It offsets the shoulder. It extends the armpit muscle. That's what fatigues. Then the tricep and the lat has to take over. And then they don't work together because you've got that armpit in between. And if that's fatigued and gone, that's when everything else is just weak. They don't have the shoulder mobility. They don't understand you know, how to paddle. The overstretching is the biggest problem. You know, yeah. in swimming, you kind of roll through. We need to make a little video on this to get people to understand that, like, if you're going to come in on our surf trip, we're doing a surf trip in mm. December mm. with the Explorers Club. Yeah, December. And uh, people can't just sign up to it and, yeah. like, yeah. you know, well, you can but what we don't want is people to sign up to it and then get frustrated when they show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we need to lay down some, like, we should make some little videos saying yeah. that. Listen, guys, it's not just about this. Yes, yeah. Or yeah, maybe yeah. we'll steer people to this. Uh, there's very simple stuff to do to to strengthen that, that armpit muscle. I can't remember what it's called. It's called the, do you know what it's called? Which one? The armpit muscle. Well, you got the pec at the front and you got the lats at the back. Oh, it's like in... Uh, they got the terrace major and the terrace minor. There's some funny name for it. Yeah. I've, I'll... I'll Google it in a minute. Yeah, there's a coracoid. Uh, yes, that one. The yeah. Coracoid brachialis in there as well. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what fatigues, that's what goes. Um, but it's that overextension. But yeah, it's just that you can do some things to just help strengthen that. But I mean, the best thing to do is grab a surfboard when it's flat and just go and paddle. Paddle around the birds and come back. That's that's literally the so best thing. Basically, you're saying boogie boarding. Does it? I mean. <laughs> 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 sweating a bit there <laughs> I mean if we you know we can't be friends anymore <laughs> so but uh, we have to on a surfboard that's on, what on a surfboard we'll be boarding on a surfboard and then on we're on sort of friends just when it's flat you know when it's flat just just and that's what we used to do you know back home to keep our paddle fitness because everyone knew it was paddle fitness paddle fitness when the waves come back you don't want to be like oh my god that's the best waves in three weeks oh but I can only surf for half an hour because I haven't been really yeah yeah had nothing to do with your pop-up. Had nothing to do with how many push-ups you can do. Stop doing shoulder exercises. Oh, but my shoulders are doing all the work. Yeah, you've just built them up. So all they're used to is is strength. Mm -hmm. And they're going to fatigue after 10 reps. Yeah. That's not what you want. Like, stop doing shoulder, you know, do mobility and uh, shoulder movement, but very, very light or just with bands or something like that. But all this other stuff, you know, like, 
face pulls because they're talking about the retraction you know from the paddle and yeah um you know anything shoulders presses reverse flight you know all that stuff like stop just get out on the water and paddle just get out the water paddle it's so it's so similar to the advice you give like uh most sports people it's like look you can lay the foundational strength in the gym you know just a general muscle tone get it get it strong get Mm. joints moving keep joints mobile keep joints able to go from a to b but you're not going to improve your skill set by lifting heavy weights in the gym you got to get out and do the skill yeah and just spend time on the on the basketball court on the tennis court on the on the paddle court whatever it is yeah as in the paddle tennis court such an unusual movement really you you can't really replicate it unless you go surfing you know you see all these funny funny things now these yeah i used to work with a physio i just left him to it because he knew what he was doing but he used to come into the gym lie a bench down Grab the two cables from the cable machine and, and, s- and swim backwards. Yeah. Yeah. See, even then, it's restricting you into the cables. He cables used to do line, it. line of movement. He used to do it. Um, when was this? Twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. Um. So yeah, I mean, look, I left him too. I was, I mean, do yeah. what you want to do. You're the surfer. He's from Cornwall. It was in that. It was in the Salisbury area of London of of the UK. So yeah, people from all the coasts were sort of Cornish. Cornish are weird though. Yeah, whatever's down. It's Cornish what? Cornish are weird. So I'm from Devon, North Devon. So we, yeah. What's directly south of Salisbury, on the coast? Portsmouth? No, it's further east. Whatever was directly south doesn't matter. All right, yeah. Um, he was that 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 whole area because we had this big mass of Salisbury planes, all the military st- guys. So people would would drive in from everywhere. It was kind of weird because you wouldn't know where people were coming and living from, but nobody lived near each other. Mm. Um, anyway. He used to do the cable rowing, su- swimming stuff with the cable machine, um, and then go surfing at the weekends. Yeah, the, yeah. No, it could. It, it's not that it's not going to help, you know, because you're still doing something that's improving your body. Yeah, you know. Um, well, he definitely yeah. didn't have the time to go and just paddle in the water. Do you know? Yeah. Maybe yeah. this was his. He uh, didn't. He, d- I mean, he was working days and days, and then when he wanted to go surfing, he wanted to go surfing. Yeah, yeah. So he couldn't really like get out in the morning. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm putting, I'm thinking about driving down to Public Beach where the Burge is with the surfboard on your car, jumping out and paddling for yeah 45 minutes and coming back and putting it in the car. Yeah, it's definitely different for us here because we're this, the, wa- the ocean's right there. Yeah, but when you're when you're in yeah when you're anywhere else and then you've got you know the the weather. Yeah, you know, it might not be flat and calm and nice. You know, you got to put a wetsuit on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. Here, I mean, you're never more than 15 minutes from the beach. Yeah, just forget traffic. Yeah. That'll add some time. But like, yeah, yeah. the city rolls along by the beach. Yeah, um, that's why you know we are spoiled here, but we're lucky in that sense that we can, we've got so much available and so many options for fitness. Well, let me ask you this: talking about so many options, is that? bit by sunset beach the only bit you can surf no there's a couple of other places but that's generally the, the easiest and safest yeah yeah there's a few other places like there's another place off a of groin i'm not going to say too much because the surfers will, will give it away <laughs> will, will, will get angry with me and there's a couple of other places umaquain you can go down there um they're just you know in the uae is there's just not that super easy beaches yeah if you're on your own you really really need to know the tides the swell what's happening you know a lot of people get it wrong if you wanted to go for a peaceful surf where because that sunset beach looks it's like crazy. chaos yeah unfortunately there isn't really a peaceful really um Queen, you can go that whole sort of coast um down that way is is way quieter much quieter yeah 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 so if you if you wanted to go for a quieter surf then yeah or at least one because when, when we went in Sri Lanka like it was so nice there was loads of people there but you never had it no one's shouting at each other in yeah. Bondi Beach people are fighting yeah no, physically no, fighting great. on their surfboards chasing each other on surfboards yeah yeah because someone's upset someone else yeah because it, it's it just so get, dense yeah it does get crazy yeah um, I mean I, sunset here is is bonkers and, and, and again controversial but what what I've seen and I've been to most countries surfing wise especially most sort of continents. Um, in Dubai, unfortunately, there's also um, a certain few that bring the Dubai mentality in with them. Entitlement, like, yeah. you know, just, yeah. 
um they don't care about rules they don't care about etiquette you know it's it's yeah they they have this kind of weird and i, I haven't seen that anywhere else really because no. the impression that i got was that so definitely on bondi let's look at it just take the buy away on bondi you get the experienced people who know they do know the etiquette yeah and then they're mixed in with people who are new and fresh and, and touristy don't know and the they don't know yeah and they just don't have any patience for it. Yeah. You know, they don't have patience for the beginners. They don't yes. have patience for the newbies. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. whatever they're arguing about, they just kick off. Yeah. Um, so I would assume that that happens here. It's that the people who know what they're doing are there being frustrated with, with the people who don't know. But you're saying so it's slightly different. So the level of surfing here is obviously very low. And again, <laughs> controversial, um, is very low compared to other places in the world. You know, the amount of surfers here is very low compared to the amount of people that are in the water surfing now I don't care about that but the problem is those that the bracket that sit above uh, the, the bracket that sit below the advanced surfers that have traveled grown mm -hmm. up somewhere surfing and yeah. so on are these people that are like um, they they surf one because they they do enjoy it, but it's a cool thing to do. Yeah. So they use, they, they now are bringing the whole like image side of things. So they go full on into it. You know, they, they've got all these different crazy weird boards and, you know, like as soon as something else comes out, you know, on the, in the magazine or in a shop, they're like, oh, oh, I've got to have that. I've got to have that. And they can because they've got the money and they bring it all down to the beach and they, they have this sort of mentality, you know, that's like, I'm super cool. I surf. I know everything. They paddle out in the water, very arrogant, you know, and they're the ones that cause the problems. Yeah. Because they think they're so far ahead of actually what they are, then they're trying to take waves they're not supposed to be taking, you know, like, and it just, yeah. And that's what creates the mess. The beginners are floating around getting smashed in the face by waves. Yeah. And they're like, well, I love this so much, you know, I love surfing. And they take a, a reel and they post it and they go, surf is my life. And yeah. Everybody's surfing now, you know, and it's a bit cheesy and gimmicky, but I love that because they're really generally stoked on it. But like I said, this other bracket are the ones, yeah. you know, and they're shouting at beginners. They're shouting at people. It's like, hang on a minute. You've been surfing for two minutes. You know, you're surfing a board that you shouldn't be surfing. But you think you should because you think you're at that level and you think you're cool and you know so it, yeah. It's interesting. I had exactly this conversation with a, one of my clients yesterday about cycling because I was telling him how a, one of my clients, a different client, lent me a bike and I literally had no idea, but I just got this bike and it looks nice and I cycled it. And when I met the one of the one of the gang to go cycling with, I was telling her all about the bike and I just borrowed it and blah, blah, blah. And then this other guy cycles past me in the car park and he's just like, he just passed some comment. And the comment was like, um, you know, that's some bike if you borrowed it. And I wasn't sure if he was being polite or if he was being a bit of a dick. And then uh, the, the guy said the same, my, my client yesterday is like, yeah, he's probably being a dick. This is the mentality that they have. Yeah. Is they're just, they think they're all this and I was like, well, he actually said it in such a way where I couldn't quite place if he was being dad jokey bantery or like being a bit of a dick. Yeah. But he was, my, my, my guy yesterday was telling me how like it's the same thing. It's those middle bracket, those, those kind of tier two, tier three guys who been cycling for a while out here but they don't actually know safety because they've never had to worry about cars yeah they never had to worry about traffic yeah they haven't they, grown up with it yeah they come they come There's flying past people shouting at them it's like you shouldn't have gone then because whatever the, you know the wind or the you should have been able to identify that these people in front were really beginners so when you're passing by them on the left like whatever i don't know he's he actually started using a lot of jargon he was like, my wheel, and actually it's my wheel. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but, yeah, but, yeah. I, but I, yeah. I get your point. <laughs> yeah. So I can't really explain what he was saying too much, but it was the same idea that there's just people who are just, yeah. just the wrong kind of attitude for, for these things. Yeah, yeah. they come into it later, and like I said, they, they, they're going for this whole image. It's the whole image, you know. Oh, yeah, of course. And it's funny, I, you know, I have conversations, and I even get people messaging me on Instagram when I put something up about surfing, and they question me. Like what? Just loads of interesting, you say, because let's go with this. This is a little topic we're going to try and explore a little bit further. Okay. DMs of the week. Yes, yeah, yeah. So tell us about one of your DMs. So, um, I was, I can't remember when it was, maybe about two or three weeks ago, and I was, I was, um, 
talking about so one of the things that I was just talking about a minute ago about the board size and what happens is people go and have a surf lesson they jump up on a foam board nine times out of ten wait this is cool I can do this then they go and hang out with their mates who have told them to go surfing or their mates going surfing and they're again they're the ones that are you know in this bracket of super cool you know I know what I'm talking about and they go, oh, I want to buy a surfboard. So their friends tell them to go, and, oh, you need this because you're this height, you're this, that, whatever. They've then just missed out on a huge amount of learning process because they've missed out on dropping down through all these boards and learning how to surf a longer board, but it's now a hard board. Um, how do you paddle that? How do you position that? How do you take off in a wave on a board that size? You know, how do you surf a board with proper rails on it? It's not a foam board anymore. Then you drop down into a smaller board again and you learn how to turn it and everything. And then you drop down again, and you drop down again, and finally you get to where you should be. But people don't, they miss out all this and they just go straight for their shortboard. And then they don't really know how to catch waves, but they don't know how to turn, they don't know how to use their board and run, but they get this thing in their head, they say, oh, you can't turn a longer board, I need a short board, because I need to do all these flashy turns, because my friend said I should be in this, blah, blah, blah. So I posted this video of this professional surfer surfing a seven foot four, which is a pretty big board, but doing really dynamic turns, because he was stood in the right position, he stood right over his back fin, you know, he's using his board properly, he's using his rails properly, rather than just cheating, and doing all these little, you know, sort of crappy turns. So I post that, and then I get people messaging me saying, you know, stuff like, oh, but maybe that board is shaped differently so the turns are easier, and, to, you know, like all this. Uh, no. It's just are they being polite in their messaging, or are they being... Kind of. I think, you know, a lot of it's like, they can see I'm trying to catch, not catch people, I'm trying to make a point, right? Stop thinking you're going to improve your surfing by getting a short small board what you've done is taken away the ability to catch more waves because your board's tiny paddling's really hard you can't get into the wave early enough quick enough to get your feet to relax give yourself time that's what it's all about it's got nothing to do with you know um your board you know your board having to be small to be able to do all this stuff so they can see that, and I think they get annoyed because that's what they've done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah. can see the mistake they've made, but they don't want to admit it. Yeah. Because they're like, no, no, no. I understand. I want to be on this small board. So they start questioning me to try and justify themselves. And I'm like, okay, come back to me after 35 years of ocean surfing experience first, plus also being a coach, you know, plus everything else. Then come back to me. You've been surfing for two years. And then all of a sudden you're trying to tell me. It's like the same thing with, with reading surf chart. You know, somebody said, ah, oh, there's going to be waves tomorrow, blah, blah. And I just said, oh, actually, I think it's going to miss because the swell direction's wrong. And maybe actually in two days' time, you know, it, it will it will kind of come in. And they're like, no, 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 because my friend said it. So they all get up at like six o'clock in the morning, drive down, it's flat. And again, it was it was just this. Yeah, I'm not going to go into that one because that actually became a bit heated. <laughs> Go on, go into Between it. Me and me and it is that. Oh, yeah. Don't say who it was. No, but was it a friend? It so it old was friend, an ex friend. No, it was friends. somebody that came to Sri Lanka to the camp. All oh, right, and then they're li- in Dubai. Lives here, and yeah, and then obviously because I came back, they're like, wait, and they come back and stuff. And then it's just been a thing of nearly everything that I say, it gets questioned. By the same person. By the same person, because she has a group of friends that she thinks are God's gift to surfing. Right. And it's cringy because I'm like, oh my God, that's not even, you know, it's like, Bleh. yeah, I can't. Sure. Can't deal with it, so. Yeah, no, let's not name and shame, but <laughs> you can tell me after. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. That thing, I mean, I feel that way when you're talking about the rails and the fins. I'm like, oh, my God, there's so much. Like, it's, I feel that way about skiing, do you know? Mm. Like, when you learn about you learn about the turns you want to do or the flips you want to do or you want to go back country, back country skiing, whatever. It's, it's like, actually, you need to start talking about different skis. You need to start talking about different, you know, different levels of, of equipment. It's not just get that set of skis and go do everything you want to do, mm. do you know? Yeah, yeah. And when you start to learn that, it's like, wait a sec, well, I, w- here we don't have the exposure uh, to the right amount of conditions for me to get that time in to take all those steps. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yes, I don't yeah. have, I'd love to be able to do, you know, ski on a pair of fat skis cross country, but then also be able to go down the rental shop and get a slim, smaller pair and just, 
you know, do some jumps, do some carves, do some blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, like I was skiing for a week every year, every two years, maybe once every three years. It's like, I sort of just want to get out and ski. Just give me the, give me the off the shelf basic ones and let me just have some fun. But the dream is to be able to do all these other things. Do you know, like mm. ski, like hike up a mountain, ski down. Do you know, yeah. hike up a mountain, ski down. Yeah. But you have to, you're talking about different skis, you're talking about different, different bindings, different, the whole lot. It's like, oh God, how do I focus on that? So when you start talking about that from the surfing perspective, I'm like, just give me the foam board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> give me and the. And do you know what? But the thing is, you, you would improve quicker. You'll progress quicker because you're taking all this, you know, what I was saying about this ego thing is, you know, all these people want to do is get to the point where they're taking their Instagram pictures, you know, a- again, I might get shouted up for this, but taking their Instagram pictures with the short board because it look, makes them look like a surfer and all their friends are doing it. But what they don't realize is they've just stopped their progression. They've halted it. They've put a big yeah. barrier in front of them and they will never it, they will never progress because they they've taken themselves away from from being able to have that ability to make a mistake and still get away with it on a slightly bigger board you can catch a wave a little bit late but still get away with it you can try and do a turn catch a rail but still push through that you know you can and carry on surfing you can move your feet around without falling straight move away your feet around without yeah. falling. On, a, on a shorter board you need to land perfectly yeah. in the right place take off in the right moment and everything has to fit together and if you don't do that then yeah. obviously the wave's gone and it's a, and you know the amount of private lessons i do where i'm like i have to have this honest conversation I go your board's wrong you know you just spent three thousand dirhams on it but i'm sorry it's brutal it's, it's yeah it is brutal but again about five six years ago i just got to the point i was like ah, i have to be because otherwise yeah i'm falsifying that well also you're not you're going to look to be f- fair for you and your uh people need to show up with the right equipment to do the, the job right if they're yeah, going to bring their I, own if they're going to bring their own kit otherwise you're not going to be able to coach them because i'm trying to think of, a, of an example like someone comes to the gym and you want to teach them how to squat heavy and properly but they're wearing heels you know yeah and and you're like they're like no 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 i want to keep wearing my heels like well i'm never ever going to be able to get you to that point if you keep wearing your heels you need to you know you need to yeah. have th- the correct equipment to you know be able to to do it correctly yeah and, and push on and push forward eventually when you're a master squatter you might be able to wear your heels and do it you know because you've improved yeah. every aspect of your squat you know it's so it's so conditioned you know every single mistake that could possibly happen you know it collapses your knee go whatever it is yeah but yeah but yeah i have i have one photograph of me surfing on a board like where the person who was taking the photos got me when i was stood up in a wave and the front of the board looks like the Titanic. You know, it's <laughs> such a big board. I'm so far back on it. On it the yeah. wave is coming through between me and the front of the board. The wave is like already crashing. Yeah. And I'm barely standing up on it. But it's like, right, I got it. I got yeah. my one photo. But I I had... Is that the one on Tinder? Uh, Bumble. <laughs> um, but I... I don't care about the size of the board personally. Do you no. know, like it's like, it's, and that's good as well. Yeah, it's like when we went to Casbeck just there. It's like we, we turned around at fifty kilometer winds. Bunch of everyone else up ahead of us kept going. It's like, yeah, it is disappointing, but we're not. We didn't grow up in the Swiss Alps. Mm. Do you know, doing this week after week. You know, for, since our childhood, we're here. Yeah. We're here. We live in a desert. Do you know? We're yeah. We're trying our best. Yeah. Um. But I think some people there, they do they do love the idea of being a surfer and being free and being able yeah. to go to wherever I, they want. I want people to get into surfing, but take away why why you think you're doing it because you want to look cool because surfing's cool and all your friends do it. Like really, really enjoy the process of learning about the ocean, learning about boards. You know, why am I surfing this board? What's the difference in this board? You know, how are the rails different? You know taking time going through all those stages will make you a better surfer in in, in the end you know and it's like those people who they want to be able to say like are we going surfing this weekend yeah i can surf well, let's go do you know they've done yeah. just enough to be able to yeah, get on a board safe. they know how to deal with the ocean yeah. waves in case they get in trouble they know they know what to do yeah yeah and they're not going to get in other people's way and cause a problem yeah yeah and they're not a dick in the water and like and uh, the next week all right we're going scuba diving yeah i've got my scuba license let's go scuba diving yeah and then oh yeah we're gonna go quad biking yeah i can quad bike let's go and they can do all these things they yeah. can do it it's not like they're lying but they don't have that 
depth and I'll speak I'm I'm in this group as well do you know like I can do loads of stuff mm. but show me a map of the swells and the printout of the weather report I'm like yeah. I need someone who knows what they're talking about to do this I yeah. can't do this I haven't reached this level of knowledge mm. I know how to go out if you tell me where to go I'll go yeah but if I'm sitting at home going I want to go this weekend by myself what what's what I'm like and and that's exactly what I mean but they miss out this whole bit in yeah. between that makes them a safe comfortable happy surfer at the end is but you know they what I mean get like, there so quick you know but like people who they just want to be able to do everything do it like oh we're playing golf I play golf yeah they go get their clubs and they can shoot a, like a a 95 round instead of like 72 do you know but yeah. it's like yeah I can do it like I'm a golfer one week they're they're telling their friends slash posting on Instagram that they're golfing the next week that it looks like that they're bouldering in in Oman do you know so it looks like they're this real adventurous amazing person but they've got like a shallow knowledge in the whole the whole thing the yeah. whole range I am one of those people so I can speak about it. I'm not saying yeah people shouldn't be that way but I think this is where you're I don't have the time to be at work six to seven days a week and then also doing fitness over here and then surfing and then let's sit down and go through the the waves you know yeah so like i'm definitely guilty of i would probably be a tier two at best if not tier four slash tier 10 but uh it's the pro- the problem is the attitude that comes with that. That's what that's what and that's what I was saying about Dubai. Yeah, you know, a lot of people in Dubai get this attitude of um, I said entitlement. I don't, I'm not sure if that's the right word. It's it's an arrogance. Yeah, it's an arrogance. It's it's an arrogance. It's um, you know because they then judge themselves and everyone else, which again is is a huge thing here. You know, they they want to have the best board. They're the shortest board. They, you know. B- want to say that they've i'm going here on a boat trip i'm doing here this that blah blah and it's like you know the amount of people i've spoken to about going to the maldives with a with a company from here that went to maldives and they come back and go shit i wasn't anywhere near ready for that oh really yeah yeah they're like i got smashed i got smashed they told me it's the beginning i'm like did you want a reef break yes have you ever served a reef break no well there you go for a start i wouldn't take beginners on a reef break I think I did a reef break in uh, Sri Lanka. In Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka can be, if it's a mixture, they have sometimes they're like beach reef. Yeah, that's what it was. But even so, because it's not so much what the wave is doing, is it put something in your head? Has it put something in your head that's not allowing you to relax and surf properly? Are you always, always thinking, I don't want to fall off because I'm going to hit the reef. I don't want to put my foot down, I'm going to get urchins. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and that's what I would say to every single surf coach that if you can just everything you can take away from someone, every negative thought, every negative fear, anxiety, anything, just take it all away. Like, don't even bother pushing it to start with. You know, just make it super simple. Go and stand like beginners for me. I don't take a surfboard in. I go and stand in waist deep water. They're in waist deep. I hold onto their board. I go right, jump on. Yeah, and I'm holding their board. Yeah, and they don't paddle. They don't do nothing. Push him. I push him into yeah. a wave. I tell them to get up. They get up and they go, no way, that was super cool. And yeah. then they come back and go, okay, let's just adjust this little thing of your pop-up. Go, do it again. Okay, do it again, do it again. Once they're really comfortable with the pop-up, then we can introduce paddling. Again, I'm still pushing them in. They're just doing a movement with their arm. Right. So they know the transition from paddle to hands on the board and pop-up. Right. Then you introduce going a bit further out and they're actually paddling and feeling what it's like to be picked up by a wave yeah how much you still have to keep paddling and then transition into the pop-up and whatever and then after that it kind of you know keeps pushing forward but if you tell someone straight away this is how you paddle this is how you catch a wave this is how you do a pop-up this is a reef break don't get urchins watch out for those people it's really busy don't die bye see you later you know so there's, there's all of that right and then there's the guy in Sri Lanka who was who was, who was pushing my <laughs> our, our board doing exactly what he said waist deep on the board get on okay on okay go now more up yeah. you go more up not not down no now down come look me when you're going you go get on again okay now this time more not down more up you go up not down 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 no yeah. down you go more up like this is it okay yeah, yeah. i know what all of those words mean <laughs> not in that order yeah and i not in that level of detail i need but okay i need to go more up not down and then to be fair the first time i did it uh when i was in australia when i was surfing in australia the first time i got on a board 
caught the wave, the wave picked me up, blah, blah, blah. The nose of the board went under the water and he'd already told us to lean back and da, 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 da. So I leaned back, it popped up out of the water. Then I jumped up, got like a full foot and a little bit of my other foot on it for a bit and then just tipped in. I was like, oh, phew, got to, nailed it. I know how to do this. This is way easier than people talk about. Yeah, That was as close as I got to standing on a board literally for the whole next two hours. When you were in, I don't know if you remember, when you were in Australia, did, were you taught to jump straight to your feet? Or was it like a staged process? I think uh, we sat on the sand. Because here's what I'm expecting. Is you see it in all the movies. You know, there's someone's coaches. Someone, they lie on the beach. Yeah. On the board, on the sand. And they make the two lines either side of the board with their hands. Like they're yeah, scooping yeah. the sand back to the back of their board. Yeah. We didn't do that. Yeah. Because I was expecting that. I thought this is what a surf lesson is involved. We sat down. I think he told us verbally loads of stuff. And then goes, right, get in the water. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. I think there was definitely no practical on the beach. Yeah, so that's another one that I don't... Now what I've realized is when you do this thing of paddle on the beach, because, you're, because your surfboard is lying on the, on, the, on the beach surface, the sand isn't water that you can push your hand through. Mm. So to do a paddle, to make sure that you can move your arm back, you have to lift your elbow and shoulder, right, to come here because the sand's in the way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Otherwise, you could push down and pull back. Yeah. So automatically people started to create this movement pattern of this where they just brush the top of the water up high their shoulder and elbow elbow really high yeah yeah which is completely opposite to what wants to happen so again it was only 10 years ago or so when i used to because the governing body of surfing that you have to get your coaching badge from teaches you yeah you get them to go through the paddling and then you know blah 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 after a while i realized god it's just People that, have n- that just have never been on a surfboard automatically start doing this like clawing thing because that's basically what they were doing on the beach because you can't go through that. Yeah. It might only be 10 paddles, but it's still something that's planted in here. So I took that away completely. Yeah, we, did, we definitely didn't do that. This yeah, was 2006, seven, and I, But I don't think that was because the guy had gone through what maybe you just said. I think the guy was just like, listen, you're going to go surfing. You've paid me for the lesson. I'll rent you the board. I'll talk you through it, but like yeah. the, the water's over there. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the pop-up's another one, you know, like trying to get people to jump straight to their feet. The, the very few people can do it. You know, it's not a movement. It's not a natural movement in your life. If you fall over... We did surf pop-ups here as part of the... Uh, the one of the circuit oh classes yeah? before last year's uh, surf trip. Yeah, just literally just on your belly. Mm. You had to like push up position, jump up, and try and get. So you're lying belly, lying in a push up position on the floor, like yeah. you had to jump up and then get yourself facing ninety degrees to to rotate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one foot was forward, the other foot was back. Yeah, I mean it was. Like so if cr- I show you, Chris now. could Chris could do what I'm describing, whether it's right or wrong. Yeah, my point is Chris is the only one that could do it because he's. So we don't, you know, for me again, I wouldn't teach someone to jump straight to the feet. I haven't done for a, for a long time. Because if you break it down, like I've gone through 3D mapping and all sorts of of, um, of the pop-up. And uh, the, the movement pattern that people go through, the most important part is the hip pike. Because they don't have mobility in their lower back. If you're a surfer and you've grown up with surfing, you naturally create that, that mobility because you've done it since a child. Like, like, you know, I started surfing when I was young, you know, under 10 years old. Um, bodyboarding messing around on a surfboard you just generally create this this movement pattern and you find it easier your lower back relaxes it stretches out you know it's easier the hips and everything but if you come into it later on in life and you've been sat at the desk for 15 years then i don't care if you can do a thousand push-ups i don't care if you can you know touch your toes from standing all that kind of stuff there's a certain movement that you have to be able to do comfortably to allow you to go through that pop-up otherwise it won't happen so breaking it down again into a very easy process is 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 now what I would do for anybody, and they literally just go, "Oh wow, shit, that was really easy." Cool. And then that just blends into a single movement. Yeah. So it's three movements that you could probably all do the, do those three um, if you you know if it's explained, and then you it, they start to slowly be- blend together, blend together, blend together, and it just puts you through that you know pop up sort of everything like you said the rotation but to jump straight to your feet especially again you're on a board it's a bit wobbly while a guy is shouting more up you go up, more up not, not down there's a six-year-old on a bodyboard you're about down. to take his head more off you yeah know, there's a bit of reef sticking up there's crocodiles sharks turtles you know fish everything else that can distract you so yeah it's yeah just you break everything else down i don't know why 
Uh, when you were taught as well, were you taught to hold your arms up like this? In this typical surf dude I, I don't know. Thing? I don't know, maybe. Make sure one the hands here and, and one, one elbow straight, the other elbow bent by your ear. It's like in this way surf dude thing. Why? Why we? Why do we teach people to do that? Like again, it's another realization I had. Why I was like, why are we doing that? It's we don't want to do that. It's wrong. If you go snowboarding and you get taught to snowboard, has anyone taught you to do that? No. No skateboarding. Do you see people skateboarding in that position? You know, like any other board sport. We don't, I don't know why. And again, I think it's because this image thing yeah. of like you know people oh, show me some surfing and they, they automatically overbend and they start wiggling like you know sort of moving around like this so when have you ever seen a professional surfer do that? Don't know. <laughs> so I don't know where it's come from. Yeah. The hands are always on the on the wave aren't they just down by their side just, just relax. Just like yeah, tipping the wave. Don't need your, need your arm. You know the paddling thing people come back to me and they're like oh I'm not a strong enough paddler you know blah blah um, so I always say do you know Bethany Hamilton? She's a Hawaiian surfer. Um, kind of fairly well known now. There was a film made about her and stuff. She's she missing an arm or something? She lost her arm. Right. To a tiger shark. Oof. Attack when she was 14 years old. Jeez. She still surfs. She's professional. She has one arm. Wow. She paddles with one arm. She does a pop-up with one arm. And she does aerials. Oh, nice. You know, like she's still in the top of her game. And she has one arm. So when people <laughs> it was coming, I'm not strong enough. I can't paddle. I can't do a pop up. Shut up! You got two arms. It's always the way. <laughs> There's always somebody like that who's a great example of. Listen, see this lady who's yeah. got no feet. Well, come on then. Yeah. Up you get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. puts it in perspective. Yeah. <coughs> All right. Well, let's let's leave it at that. I think we're hitting about an hour now. Just give a quick. Uh, where can people follow you on your stuff? Well. Yeah. So Carlito uh, underscore Rise Fit. Yeah, I'm sure everyone who's listening to this is already deep in the community and already following you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Those the six people that listen to this. Yeah. Um, So Um, yeah, cool. And we'll try and do these a little bit more regularly. We've got a few different like fun segments rather than just us talking about our own opinion on the world. Um, So hopefully we can make this a bit more regular. Yeah. No, I'm keen to do that. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Cool. Bye. Bye. Bye.